Thank you for downloading the Kingdom Ministries podcast. Support for this podcast comes from your generous gifts and donations. You can learn more about our ministry of equipping followers of Jesus to use the resources God has given them at kingdomtools.org. It's important for you to know that I'm not the guy, that we're all the guys. My, my aim is to inspire you and engage you with Jesus' dream for the kingdom of God and to encourage you and inspire you to know that he's given you authority that you can use to make a real difference. Prayer is one of those fundamental pieces of the Christian walk that can easily become confusing. It is no wonder that the followers of Jesus asked him specifically to teach them how to pray. In this Prayer 101 series, Keith Martins teaches a local Fresno church how to pray as Jesus did, so that they can see the same fruit that we read about in the New Testament. In part four of this series, Keith shares how prayer and authority have revolutionized Kingdom Ministries' ability to share the gospel and see people get saved. I want to show you a few things up here, if I could, uh, to make you think. Now, is this a familiar, what do you associate this with right here? A signal, okay? Now, that, that's a good or a bad signal right there. That's a good signal. And we all know this one at the worst times, right? Uh, that no signal, you know, that one you got no bars. So we're familiar with that. Now, I don't know what you thought when you saw this thing or when you came out, you saw it in the bulletin about prayer. And I go, oh, man, they keep pitching this thing as prayer. If I was out there and I read the thing about prayer, I go, oh, I ain't going to that prayer, man. That's so boring. I, I can't even stand some of the meetings I go to because I was like, oh, help me stay awake, right? I'm just confess. I'm being honest with you because it's not that it has to be entertaining. But when I pray, I don't know about you, but when I pray, I want to see things happen. They don't have to happen that night. But I'm talking about prayer, this thing about fruit. We, we want to see transformation. And what kind of transformation can we expect? Well, I think Jesus said when he said, not my will, but your will be done. So it's important to know what he wants. And so that's why we're going to understand about God's word. It's very important to know what he wants. That way we can pray with confidence. Did you know? You know this. The book of Peter says, He wills that no one should perish, but that all come to eternal life. Another place says, He desires that all men come to a knowledge of the truth. But then we miss this part. The Bible also says that Satan, the God of this age, has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they can't see. And so you wonder, like, just with intellectual conversation or apologetic approach or even a loving approach, if they're blind, dude, they're blind. How do you make them unblind? Well, one thing you can do that I found helpful is to say, well, if Satan has blinded them, it keeps him, according to that verse, it says, keeps them from seeing the light and the glory of the gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, then in Jesus' name, we cancel those blind effects and we release them to see so they can make a choice based on the truth because God wills that none should perish. Now, Lord, will you send your Holy Spirit? You said, the Bible says that no one can come to Jesus unless the Father draws them. So, Father, will you draw that person to yourself by your Spirit now that their eyes are open so they can make a choice of their own free will based on the truth? And you know that we see a lot more people saved that way? Seriously. I mean, we're talking the difference between like zero to like 80, 
percent or whatever, and I'll tell you a story in the future when we get to that about a neighbor that was atheist his whole life, two weeks to live, person we all know. You could bring him here if you don't believe me. 24 hours, he has an experience with God, prayed this way, he comes to know Christ, dies two weeks later. Crazy. Now, that's a good story, but and I'll tell you more in detail later. But I wish that always happened, but they've been witness to his whole life, been prayed for his whole life. Nothing. What was the difference this time? And I want you to know that God, Jesus Christ, is giving that authority and it honors him and his kingdom for you to use it in a way that advances his purpose. And so this signal here and no signal is what I want us to think about uh, the way we look at prayer. That we're online with God all the time. I don't want us to think about prayer as like, oh, we're going to go pray now. You know, remember, how many of you still remember having dial-up back in the days when the internet was first new? Okay. How many of you still have dial-up? Okay, okay. I was going to go, Mom, put your hand down. Okay. You don't even have that, Mom. Mom, but so. But, but, but you remember you, when you went, the, the, the old dial-up, you had to go and you had to get online first before you could access anything on the internet or send emails. But now, most of us, you know, have kind of constant, even on your smartphones or whatever, it's just, it's just there, right? Or you've got the 4G or the 3G or the 10G or whatever they got going out there. But you're kind of like online all the time. You're connected. And that's kind of what I want you to think about when we think about prayer is that you're walking in this communion with Jesus, like, not like some mug going, hmm, yeah, you got to think about that. But that you begin to interact with him through the day and that you involve him in your conversations with people or one of the funnest ways when we get to the evangelism part, man, it's a blast. It's like it's so freeing now. Like, oh, I got to do this tract or how do I bring this up? And then you cheese out by saying, hey, do you go to church, man? And it's like, oh, you know, it's like, and you don't want to hit him over the head. Yeah, you're going to hell. Do you know that? There's a way out. You know, you don't, that's not good either. But now just talking to people like being normal, you know, just like being, I don't, I don't know, maybe I'm not, but I mean, just like caring about people. And you go, hey, man, you know, could I, like this Russian dude in Moscow airport, just like, man, you're talking about his family, worries about leaving. And I'm like, oh, well, hey, do you mind if I just, before I leave, just pray for your family? And he goes, well, I'm not sure there is a God. And I go, well, if there was, you know, would you want him to take care of your family? Yeah. I go, so it's cool. Then I can pray. And he goes, yeah, what do I do? I go, you don't have to do nothing. And so I just kept my eyes on him. I go, well, Lord, you know, there is a God. I pray you'd show yourself to him and whatever. And I've led people to Christ that way. Because then, then I always ask him when I'm done. I go, well, you know, as I'm praying, is there anything you're thinking about? And, you know, God starts speaking to him. And I'm going to tell you some stories about that, how people have come to faith by just letting God speak. You know, uh, it's, it's crazy. But it's not that you don't have to do anything, but it's so cool when they experience God himself, themselves. It's just so much more powerful than, and you've had that feeling, right? When you're talking to people and you just like the deer in the headlights, you know, it's just like, oh, and you're going, man, you know, it's just, they're just not getting it. They're checked out, you know, and sometimes if you stop and pray, then the fog clears up or the blinding effects get removed. So I want to talk, think about prayer in this way, more of an ongoing communion uh, with Jesus where we check in with him. I'm going to give you just an overview of where we're going with this thing so you have an idea. Uh, we're going to start next week this 101 thing, keeping the main thing the main thing. And there's two things that are main things uh, that I think are important. And number one is Jesus' dependence on the Father through the Holy Spirit. I think essentially he came to show us what it means to live in a human body 
dependent on the Father and the leading of the Holy Spirit. You'll see it right away. There's just this progression. He was led here. He did this, that. And living more consciously that way. Did you know the book of James tells us we shouldn't even plan a vacation or conduct business or go to this city or that without first saying the Lord's will? Right? And, 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 he said, and then it says this. Anything else is boasting and of evil. Like, oh, you think you're in charge. You can just do whatever you want. But I noticed, too, our vacations were better when we consulted the Lord, when we inquired of the Lord, when we asked, is this a good time to go? Because, you know, you have your plans, right? And you think, oh, we got to go now and this and that. And then you begin to pray. And I've said no to some pastors sometimes for things. And it's kind of like, oh, man, you know, why would we turn this down? And, and then the Lord will say later, and it turns out to be a better time. I mean, he just... Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong, right? Uh, when, when you're trusting Jesus like that. So that's the first thing. And then preach this message. What does it mean now when Jesus said preach that, when he told his disciples, preach this message, the kingdom of God is at hand. What does that mean for us? What, if you were to go out and preach that message, what would that look and sound like? What, what's, what, what are we communicating there? Most of us may not know anything about the kingdom of God. Maybe you think it's just the future. Um, well, sorry for you, because, man, there's a lot you're missing out on right here. But it's, it's kind of both, and one indicates the other, which is really cool. But then what does that mean to take that out and proclaim the kingdom? And show you some videos, some of the students that have gone out, and, and they've proclaimed that and what happened. Just exciting. I get excited when they come back with their stories. And then uh, that's kind of more the evangelism part. And then included in that message is heal the sick. I mean, do you have a way for praying for the sick that's consistent with the way Jesus, the disciples of the New Testament, portrays that kind of intervention. And in a way that doesn't say, oh, I'm promising this or anything like that. And then what happens when they don't get healed? We go to plan B, which is then we begin, well, let's just ask the Lord what's, and lots of stories about that, that I think will encourage you, inspire you, and give you a little card that goes with it in your, in your materials that you'll receive and you, you can take that and you just, hey, man, you close your eyes and then you really look like you know what you're doing. Man, you get this card right there, you know. And people think, well, it seems kind of scripted. I go, well, you know, until you get it down because it's so funny when people start doing They go back to, oh, Lord Jesus, we just call. Oh, Father God. You know, they're doing all this. I go, okay, man, just, you know, be healed, you know, kind of thing. Let's just stick with <laughs> the plan. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Ministries podcast. Tune into our next episode for the continuation of this series. And for more content, please visit us on the web at kingdomtools.org.